that might be our first sexy president. Welcome back to the Dialogue Adventures. I'm Ken. And I'm Steven. Today we are going to do the completely uninformed history of American presidents. We're just going to rifle through all 45 presidents saying basically whatever we know or don't know about these presidents and then right on to the next one. Absolutely. It's going to be fun and ridiculously uninformed. All right. First up, obviously, is George Washington, the first president of the United States. That is correct. Also, I think it's interesting that he had no uh, political party affiliation and wrote very strongly about that. And I also find it interesting that as soon as he was gone, we started splitting up into different parties. Which brings us to John Adams, the, fir the first president with a party. He was a part of the Federalist Party. I love that that's all we said about George Washington. Well, we are trying to do this in 30 <laughs> minutes. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, honestly. Because <laughs> we just took care of Washington in like 30 <laughs> seconds. I mean, there's a lot that we could go into about Washington. Yeah. I mean, but basically... For instance, did you know that Cincinnati, Ohio is named after George Washington? How is that possible? Because Cincinnati is... The name comes from the Roman Emperor Cincinnatus, and a lot of people compare George Washington to the Roman Emperor Cincinnatus. Actually, I'm not sure it's correct to call him a Roman Emperor, but he was the leader of the Roman... Thing. Empire? And, well, <laughs> at, at, you know, it was the, it was the early part of the so Roman... So it was the Roman Republic. I think so. Yeah. So I don't know what that meant. He, he was a council or a... See, I didn't even know that was. that guy existed, so... Well, there you go. And George Washington, uh, Cincinnati is named after George Washington, who is compared to Cincinnati. Yeah, that's interesting. Cincinnati, Ohio. But yeah, Washington's important because he sets so many precedents as a leader and as presidents of the United States. They would follow his example in so many ways from really big, important things and how they would handle things to just general behavior even. Um, and he set down so many important things there. So I think it's it's important to throw all that out there that like so much of our American tradition, especially as it regards the president's presidency, goes back to Washington. And that sets an interesting stage as we move through presidents to see, oh, yeah, that got ditched. That got ditched. Yeah. They weren't cool. They weren't cool. And pretty much every time something got ditched, it has not been a positive thing. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. So Washington was huge, and and it was a big deal when he stepped down because everybody wanted him to run again. Right. And he had had John Adams as his vice president, and Adams is not the most influential or, I guess, um, I, I guess interesting person to people. Uh, not much of a natural leader like Washington, who just has this gravitas and 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 people want to make him the king. And he's like, nope, I'm going to set the precedent of peaceful transition of power. And it all started with Washington. And then it backfired when we peacefully transitioned into John Adams, <laughs> who, not the worst guy, and he was kind of a brilliant politician and statesman, but not the greatest president because he just wasn't a strong leader 
at all. Um, and not to mention ugly as sin. <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking at the picture of John Adams right now and it's just like how uh, this guy could not have gotten elected today or even in the last oh, hundred years. There are years. way more ugly presidents. There are more. We will get to them. But you notice presidents got better and better looking as we go. They get better looking when we get into the television age. Oh, absolutely. That's when it really begins absolutely. to get that But way. even with photographs, yeah, they start to, you know, groom up a little bit more. I don't I know. I mean, there are some ugly dudes. There are some ugly dudes. Oh, I'm Millard Fillmore. I can't wait to talk about him. <laughs> I have nothing to say, but I can't wait to talk about it. All right, who's next? All right, well, we touched on him a little bit. Uh, John Adams will, I guess we just... We just talked about him. Yeah, I'm so, done with Adams. No Tom, one liked him. <laughs> the third president was Thomas Jefferson. Who everyone thought would get it when Adams got it. But no, right. he had to wait. And yeah. that was that's the election that a lot of... I've heard a lot of people compare this year's election to. Mm-hmm. Was the election of 1800 when you had uh, Jefferson, I believe Adams was running again... And then Aaron Burr was also running. And then you have Alexander Hamilton somewhere in there. Everyone thought he was going to go with Burr because they were friends. But he didn't like how Burr didn't actually like stand for anything whatsoever. Like he, Burr was the quintessential politician. Like He did not stand up for anything. Mm. And, and somehow just continued to get popular because he would, you know play politics and jefferson's over here like making these hardline stances on things and just all that and what he had going for him was that he wrote the declaration of independence so (laughs) there was that in there there's just that yeah but that was apparently a really crazy election and i mean you know hamilton got shot out of it because burr was mad right so that was cool (laughs) or at least interesting so as crazy as this year's election was no one got into a duel afterwards over it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clintons, like, just out of rage, started knocking some people off. But it won't be like that, you know? So far, it's been pretty peaceful politically. And I mean that in no one has been shot. Right. So, you know, even as crazy as it was, it didn't live up to that crazy election that got us Thomas Jefferson. And we're talking about, you know, this You know, this is the very beginning of our republic and all of these individuals in the first several years of of america differed so vastly on how they thought government should be ran whether there should be a stronger federal government or a stronger state's government and just there was a lot of really high tensions there and well what's interesting to me is washington was a true independent and he did such a great job of not getting caught up in any one ideology, and he would incorporate things from both with the understanding that we need both these extremes to come together to actually make this whole country work. Mm-hmm. But then after Washington, I don't know that you had another one of those. Maybe we'll discover one through the list, but like Jefferson was hardcore on the states' rights side of things. And then they would just kind of like flip-flop back and forth. And that was just the huge issue up through the Civil War was states' rights and federal power. Right. And you had presidents that aired on different sides both times. Uh, but yeah, Jefferson Jefferson wasn't very cool. I mean, 
he said some good things. He set some interesting precedents, wrote a lot of good things, but he was a slave owner. And yeah, he did not like the... It's interesting that he was the president because he did not like the strong federal government at all um, and really wanted to weaken the federal government. He was one of the main people that stood against like assuming the national debt so that mm-hmm. you know the states kind of took care of each other and we had a better economy. Yeah, Jeff- I don't know. I don't love Jefferson. Let's move on. Well, we also see with Jefferson, though, the first time that a Clinton was in office with his vice president was George Clinton. Mm. Interesting. So every assassin... Wouldn't that be hilarious as we go through this if every, like, assassination involved a Clinton? (laughs) We need to keep our eye on that. We'll keep our eye on that. (laughs) Because Burr shot Hamilton after that election... And I would almost bet money that George Clinton was the one that was like, hey, Aaron, hey, Aaron, hey, Aaron, you know what Hamilton did? You should shoot him. And then we're just going to track the Clintons all the way through. There we go. Until you get to the bloodbath of Bill and Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) The next president was James Madison. What do you know about Madison, Ken? Honestly, we started this by saying the uninformed history I, I, <laughs> I this is really going to expose a lot of my lack of knowledge about a lot of these presidents especially you know when it comes to the founding fathers i feel like i should know a lot more and we're right. gonna go through and i'm gonna be like man i wish i knew more about I all these guys nothing. yeah and i know a little i mean the name obviously is a very familiar name he worked on the constitution i believe i think so i could be wrong and he wrote part of the federalist papers yep mm-hmm. which defended the constitution yes and explained why we needed it George Clinton was also his vice president. No. Who was this guy? Okay, so we also should say back in these days, the vice president was determined by the runner-up to the winner of the election. Which is so weird. So weird, because now not only do you have such vast differing opinions on how the country should be ran, but they're trying to work together, the president and the vice president. Yeah. Which... Could you imagine that today? Oh no. Like I would have kind of loved it with with Barack Obama's opponents. I would have loved to have seen Barack Obama, John McCain, oh, and then the next time gracious. Barack Obama, Mitt Romney as vice president. Just to have that balancing act there. That would have been so cool. This time around it would have resulted in something exploding. Well, I mean, there's there's pros and cons to the whole system too because you think okay, you know, back then there was tons of people running. There's what there wasn't just two people running. There was tons of people running, and then whoever the runner-up was became the vice president. That incentivized yeah. more people running because yeah. if you don't get the president, at least maybe you get vice president. And then you have a better but shot at the presidency. You do. It gives you more credentials for future runs. Yeah. However, unless you're George Clinton, <laughs> who died in office uh, <laughs> while he was serving, James and not Madison. the good office, not the good office. <laughs> it was the office you didn't want. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but, Jefferson was the War of 1812, wasn't he? Look at the dates. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. No. No, that was Madison. He got us into it, though. Yeah, Je- Jefferson, um, his last year of the presidency was 1908. Or 1808. <laughs> 1908. The last year of his presidency was 1809. Okay. But. Yeah, Madison seems chill. One of these guys 
determined that you know his his vice president was so against him. I don't remember which one it was, but he decided that the vice president is going to have basically no power, gave right. him no responsibility. Right. He was basically it was just his name only. I'm the vice president. Well, what does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Hard to say. And that's because of this whole dynamic of there being such differing opinions. You don't want your yeah. guy who is trying to subvert everything you're doing to actually hold any kind of real power or influence over anything. Yeah. So, yay. Except vice George Clinton. Every, I think everyone liked George Clinton. I mean, he was the runner-up two, two presidents in a row. Yeah. I mean, the people didn't like him enough to actually elect him, but, you know... I feel like the presidents enjoyed him. Do you know anything about George Clinton? Not a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. Very good. Who's next? James Monroe. Actually, Monroe, the famous Monroe Doctrine, which states... <laughs> I love that you tossed that to me after I just explained it to you before we started recording this. Exactly. That's hilarious. It's, it's called it set strategic. the precedent. It set the first isolationist precedent. It said we were not going to get involved in in foreign wars, foreign affairs. We were going to we were going to deal with especially European. We were going to deal with our own stuff on our hemisphere and specifically in our country. Uh so it kind of differed from say Jefferson and, and I think even Madison a little bit. Um so he was the first one to really set forth that isolationist type idea uh which was easier to do back then because of the lack of technology and also important i think at that point as a nation we needed to be set apart a little bit isolationist or just non-interventionist uh at the time it was kind of isolationist isolationist but then it moved into non-intervention yeah that word you said and then the world wars started happening and there's just no shot right you know we we've we're way past that point at this at this point but he set that first isolationist precedent right there who's next john quincy adams the son of john adams the first president with facial hair and somehow uglier than his father yes the mutton chops not a good look not a, mr never. john quincy why even try i've never seen a good picture of someone with mutton chops i think he's it looks like he's trying to compensate for the lack of hair up top he looks like garfield and not not the president garfield which we'll get to later he looks like Garfield the cat. Have you seen any of those images to where it's right side up and it's a face and you turn it upside down and it's still a face? Yeah. He looks like that. He looks like it wouldn't be difficult to achieve that <laughs> with his face because he's bald up top. His chin is also bald, but then he's got this hair along the sides. Yeah. So you just flip that image around on its head and you could do something with that. Yeah. Do you know anything about him politically? No. All right, who's next? <laughs> Andrew Jackson. The tw ten, ten, twenty, twenty dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> For now. For now. He's going to be replaced with someone better. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I remember about Jackson from a history class is that he was a super like laid back president of the people. So like when he was elected, he threw a party at the White House, mm -hmm. but like normal people were allowed to be there so it was like this huge just drunken party of the common folk at the white house and that was that was how andrew jackson went about things and d he was two terms wasn't he, he 
Yes. Yeah, that's that's probably why, right? He was there. also our first Democrat in office. There you Previous go. to this, uh, the party was uh, Jefferson, Madison, and Monroe, and John Quincy Adams were all Democratic Republicans. Yeah. And Andrew Jackson was the first Democrat to hold office. Yeah. Because at that point, you had split into Democrats and Whigs. Right. I want that party back just for the name. All right, who's next? <laughs> Martin Van Buren. He also tried the mutton chops. He did try the mutton chops. He was the vice president for Jackson's second term. Okay. And then ran and became the president, uh, the, the, Subsequently? the main president, the, the president president. <laughs> the president president? <laughs> I think you can just say president. Yes. And he was also a Democrat. He was also a Democrat. And so that's what we know about him. He was a Democrat. Uh, how many terms did he serve? One. One term. No one really liked him, probably because of the mutton chops, although he pulls it off better than John Quincy Adams because he's a little older, so it almost kind of looks dignified in your crazy grandpa sort of way. You know? No. <laughs> like Maybe the mutton chops are a little bit all right, but I'm not... Whatever is going on with the rest of his hair... Well, he's, not, he's got an odd head not, as well. It's not flattering. And speaking of his politics, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> William Henry Harrison. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. He died in office, though. Wait, was he the guy that was only in office for like 26 days or something like that? March 4th to April 4th. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. Month. He was the guy who didn't wear a coat during his speech and it started raining and he got pneumonia and died a month later. Mm. That was him. So there's nothing to even talk about policy-wise. He All was right. just an idiot. <laughs> like, I'm so... For I'm, dying? Yes, because he <laughs> died because he was just trying to be tough and not wear a coat. That's literally what happened. He was like, no, I'll be fine. I'm the president. I'm tough. So yeah. he didn't put a coat on. Someone was standing there trying to put a coat on him. He was like, nah, bro, I'm good. And he died. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad he did. And that is our introduction to the Whig Party as well. He was the first Whig to be And you know president. what? Maybe if he had worn a wig, you know, keep that body temperature up, he would but no. No. He's just bad in every way. Let's move on. His vice president was John Tyler who became the president and finished out that presidential term. Um that's the only way. This is the first time that's happened, right? Where the vice president actually gets to take over because of the death of a president? Oh, no. Oh, is it the first time? First time the in first history. Time. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. The first um, time. No, it's not the last time for sure. But that, I feel like that's the way I would want to become president. I would just want to run with someone, be the vice president. They, you know, get pneumonia and die or get shot or whatever. And then I'm the president. I just finish out the term and call it good. That's how I would want to do it. Yeah, that's what Truman said, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to make a couple decisions in his time. Um, next well, up. Interesting, though, no. about Tyler, he was a Whig for the first part of the first year, and then he became unaffiliated. He dropped his party affiliation and finished out the last three years as an unaffiliated and he didn't have a, party. And he didn't have a vice president. He had no vice president. And that's how unimportant vice presidents are is that the vice president at that time had to become the president, and he didn't even care to, like, bring up... No successor. Yeah, nothing. No line of succession. I mean, there was still a line. It just skipped over 
Right. One link in the chain. Anyway. James K. Polk. One of the funnier names. Why? What is his middle name? It just says K. All these other presidents, it actually tells you their middle name. And this guy is just James K. Polk. What names start with K? Kenneth. Hello. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so James Kenneth Polk. I don't know what else starts with I mean, there's, there's other names. Well, it's uninformed history, and that's how we're choosing to inform it. Any Clintons yet? Uh, you got no, any Clintons? I have not seen a Clinton since uh, Jefferson. So. Since George? Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you know about uh, James K. Polk? Um, he, I don't, I don't like his name because it reminds Polk. It reminds me of polka, and I hate polka music. Oh, I hate polka. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, Zachary Taylor, the twelfth president of the United States. Polk was a Democrat and Tippecanoe uh, and Tyler too. Wait, what? Oh, it's Tyler, not Taylor. I missed my shot on that one. That's hilarious. Uh, no, Zachary Taylor. He was in the army. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also a Whig. Also a Whig. After, after a one-term break, they went back to the Democrats with Polk, and now it's uh, back to the Whigs with Zachary Taylor. And I want to say he was like a general. Something like that. Major General of the 1st Infantry Regiment, United States Army. Yes. And that's how he got elected, because people liked him as a general. And I want to say he got famous fighting Native Americans. Hmm. Yeah. You'll see that a lot. I think... He died in office. Did he? Yeah. Did he? How did he... How long? Uh, March 4, 1849 to July 9th, 1850. So a little over a year. I don't remember what happened to him. But we're not allowed to Google it. So who took over for him? Millard Fillmore. Who looks like a banker. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a real close look at the screen because at first it almost looked like, uh, at first glance, it almost looked like he had a Hitler stash going on. No. But then <laughs> I got real close and it was just a shadow. So we're good. And he didn't get a vice president either. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah. You don't know anything about him, do you? No. And we're, we're definitely running low on time. So who's next? Franklin Pierce. That dude looks like a GQ model. Oh, an emo GQ model. That's just the black and white, though. Like that. That might be our first sexy president. I would not describe that. As no, because he's got like the the wind tossed hair, and he's he looks young, and like. But his hair looks thin and greasy. Ah, his hair looks great, man. No, it's fine. It's just he didn't have quite the right style. Like for that period of time, look at the presidents that have already come before him. And tell me that he's not the most attractive one yet. He's like the John F. Kennedy of the first hundred years. And that's really all I have to say about him. He was a Democrat, just brought the Democrats back to the, to, uh, the, the presidency. And his uh, next president was James Buchanan, also a Democrat. And he definitely tipped the scale the other way as far as attractive, not attractive. And he just looks creepy, unattractive. Like the old man in the corner house that you stay away from. Yeah. That's what... And he has that look in his eye, too. He just seems crazy. He looks like the mad scientist or that just that, that, that yeah. insane guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and at this point, we're getting dangerously close to the Civil War because our next president is... Abraham Lincoln. What do you think about Lincoln? Like him? Hate him? Um... It is so hard to make judgments about Abraham Lincoln. It is. He's the first Republican president of the United States. Yep. Um, 
history is written by the victors. Yep. So all subsequent history is written by the North and the propaganda becomes history. Mm -hmm. So it is very hard to make an accurate judgment about uh, many of these guys, but Abraham Lincoln is is a particularly difficult, difficult thing. Um, I don't like him. He was racist. (laughs) Like nobody freed the slaves. It had nothing to do with the slaves. Yeah. The Civil War had so little to do with the slaves. The slaves were the scapegoat. That's what people tried to push it on because it looked better for the North, especially. It's like, we're trying to free the slaves. It had nothing to do with that. It just happened to be, ah, I hate that. And Lincoln, especially, like, even though he freed the slaves, he still wanted to make, um, is it, uh, if you a black person and a white person couldn't get married. Interracial marriage? Interracial marriage. He wanted to keep that illegal. Like, he was very explicit in saying that. Yeah. He was he was nuts. I, I'm not a big Lincoln guy at all. That being said, the Gettysburg Address was an awesome speech. Great speech. He killed it. Next president, respect. Andrew Johnson. Who took over because Lincoln got shot in the head. That's right. Yeah, I want to say he did a few things, signing in some legislation. He changed parties in the middle of his term. That's fun. He was a part of the Republican-slash-National Union Party and then became a Democrat. Interesting. Yeah, I think he signed in a lot of legislation um, as far as how things would be handled with the South being brought back into the Union. Mm Mm-hmm. Next, Ulysses S. Grant, a general, the general. North's main general for the last couple of years of the war. This dude, this dude looks sharp. He looks sharp. He does. This dude looks sharp. He kind of, he kind of, he doesn't look like John Wayne necessarily, but he has a very John Wayne vibe. He has a well-kempt beard. His hair is combed. Yep. Apparently he drank a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He got two terms as well, didn't he? Yes, he did. The South hated that guy. Well, yeah, he's the. I he mean, was yeah, one of the but main like, guys that. <laughs> but he didn't like. He inflamed it too. Yeah. Like I want to, if I remember my history right, which I probably haven't this whole time, but he like did things that actually inflamed the whole situation and made it worse. Mm-hmm. Whereas presidents were trying to be very. You know, let's be nice. Let's let's bring them gently back into the fold. You know, that's what Lincoln wanted to do. Johnson tried to keep that going, and then Grant was just like, "Nah, dude. They they left. We pulled them back. They'll do whatever we tell them because they're part of the union again." Next president, Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> I don't Terrible know anything about beard. him either. Terrible beard. Bad I think beard. Yeah. I think we're in a period of history where we're going to get through a lot of really bad beards. Yes. Rutherford B. Hayes, definitely a terrible beard. Well, Lincoln was uh, one of the first to have the full beard. Yeah. You know, there was the mutton chops previously, but Lincoln had the full beard, but no mustache. And then uh, his vice president did not have a beard, but then the next one, two, three, three guys had full beards, and then there was, again, mutton, mutton chops and at least a mustache until McKinley. And yeah. that's quite a few presidents later. So, but yeah, Rutherford B. Hayes has that long, long uh, beard that you'd see, like you know, it uh, looks like a wizard. Put him lo- in a robe. Looks, he looks like, like a it's, wizard. It's like a uh, Calvinist hipster beard. Yeah, that's what it is. That yes, he 
I wonder if he was a Calvinist. I don't know. What party was he? He was a Republican. That's possible. Now, when Who's we next? say Republican <laughs> and Democrat, they, they, they were a little different. They were then. a lot different back then. These they, The parties have shifted yeah. back and forth yeah. quite a bit. So what, we're, uh, what we envision these parties today, when I say Republican and Democrat back then, not necessarily... Yeah, completely uh, different. These, might, these guys might not even be a part of our parties as we know them today. No, they're definitely not, but... Next was James A. Garfield. He was also a Republican. The guy actually named Garfield, unlike the guy who just looked like Garfield. Which guy looked like Garfield? John Quincy Adams. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> just too much hair on the face. Yeah. Which he's got a he's got a great beard going on there. Good old Garfield. Know anything about him? Not really. All right. Who's next? Chester A. Arthur. I like his name. I like the name Chester a lot. And then he follows it up well with A. Arthur. That is solid. It's a good name. It's a good name. I don't like his mustache. The the mutton chops mustache combination, not a fan. Yeah. Are we in the 1900s yet? Not yet. What what year was was Chester? Chester uh, was president from 1881 to 1885. Okay, so we're getting there. Yep. Next. Doesn't seem like anything's going on in history. So, moving on. For the first time in several terms, we have a Democrat back in office, Grover Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Who just had the mustache going on. Look, okay, I don't know jack squat about Grover Cleveland other than the fact that, you know, he looks pretty sharp and he took a term off. Yeah. He didn't run and then he came back and ran again and won. Right. I love that. Yep. That's the coolest thing to me. That I so much respect for Grover Cleveland. He could have been the worst president of all time, but the fact that he got elected and then just said, no, I'm going to take some time off. Like, that's so cool to me. Yeah. I love that. That's really all I've got for Grover. Yeah. Grover. And I love his name. <laughs> Grover. Grover Cleveland sandwiches Benjamin Harrison, who was a Republican, mm -hmm. senator from Indiana. He looks old. He looks like an old Indiana dude. He wasn't that old. Uh, he died when he was 69 in 1901, but he was president from 1889 to 1893. So I feel like if I had to pick... Early 50s. Yeah. If I had to pick one president to throw out to the masses to try to like fool them, like, like find the president that no one had heard of, it would be Benjamin Harrison. Yeah. I would have picked the guy that was in office for a month. Except uh, maybe... that Was was that t Tyler? That was John Tyler? Or yeah. Zachary Taylor? Uh, John Tyler. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no it no, was no. Uh, William, uh, William Harrison. It was another Harrison. Ooh. Are they related? I have no idea. Huh. No idea. But they're separated by... Separated by 50 years. Interesting. Yep. But he didn't die. I mean, Benjamin he did eventually. But, well, yeah. But not in office. We all do eventually. <laughs> no, not in office. And then... It was Grover Cleveland again. And then Grover's back. And then we I get gotta to... I got to wonder... Okay. I got to... I had just... I just have so many questions. I wonder what it was like when he, like, strutted back up to the White House, you know, after taking four years out. And then he just, like, has that same suitcase that he left with. And he walks right back in. He's just like, hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm back, and they're all just like, Grover! I feel like everyone in the White House loved Grover Cleveland. It's, they were glad to see him come back. It's very possible. I, <laughs> I, I would imagine it would be very difficult to 
be elected, not be president, and then be elected again. I, I would imagine that would be a difficult, think so. difficult thing, unless you so. were insanely well-liked. Yeah. And people didn't want you to take that first term off to begin with. Yeah. But I feel like Washington could have done it. There are very oh, few Washington, that I think could have pulled it off. Washington could have been elected until he died. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Who's after, uh, who's after Grover the second time? William McKinley. He looks stern. He was assassinated Ooh. in his presidency. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and the guy who took over from him after he was assassinated was one Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy. Who looks like a scholar. He was a pretty smart dude. Was he? Yeah, he was studied. He was well studied. Because he's got that um, monocle going. Yeah. The, the monocle is a cool thing. Like, yeah. That's a classy touch, the monocle. Oh, yeah. You got to be a certain kind of person to be able to pull off a monocle. Yeah. And this... He, be, he did the Panama Canal. He did the Panama Canal. He was uh, one of the Rough Riders. He led the Rough Riders, um, which I don't remember what they did, but they rode horses and were apparently somewhat rough. <laughs> He was a San Juan very... Hill. It was the Battle of San Juan Hill. Uh, and I don't remember where San Juan is, but slowly <laughs> things are coming back to me. He, he was, was a very Roosevelt. gung-ho yes, president. He was a cool dude, like one of the toughest guys around um, and a bit sexist. But overall, like everyone has their flaws as we look through these presidents. Theodore has the fewest in a while. Except Grover Cleveland. I want to think he was perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Teddy was a very uh, idealistic person. And that led to him not getting that third term because I believe he split off from his party, tried to run as an independent or start a different party or something. And that's how the next guy got in, which was... William Howard Taft. He got stuck in bathtubs. <laughs> That's what I know about him. I think that was our fattest president. He looks like the guy that uh, he looks like loves Colonel Sanders. To eat donuts. He looks like Colonel Sanders. Yeah, he's got that big, that curly mustache. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. He seems like a super nice guy that I wouldn't want to hang out with. Yeah, that that too jolly old man. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the only reason I knew that Taft followed Roosevelt because of the movie Arsenic and Old Lace. Okay. Because there's a guy who thinks he is Theodore Roosevelt, and then he's, to convince him to go to a different place, he's told, well, your office just, your, your term is up, it's time for the next president. And then he sees this other large man, he's like, oh, is someone else trying to move in before I've moved out? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Taft. <laughs> so that's how I know Taft comes after Roosevelt, because of arsenic Taft. and old lace. I like the name, too, Taft. After Taft was, <laughs> <laughs> we got we're overtime right at this point. Another great name, Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson. Wilson. Woodrow is a solid was, name. He was World War One. He was World right. War One. We're, yep. we're moving right into the modern age. Yes. Uh, what was what were the years of? Was he one term or two terms? Uh, two terms. Okay. And what were the years on him? Uh, nineteen thirteen to nineteen twenty one. Okay, so he he guided through World War One. Mm-hmm. And uh, right into the uh, Roaring Twenties there, yes. the, the Jazz Age. Yeah, um, he doesn't look like someone who necessarily took part in 
the jazz frivolities, but not nearly as much as the next guy. Yeah. Who, Wilson looks very serious. Warren G. Harding is the next guy. Yeah. He's a Republican. That dude's scary. He died in office. Really? Yeah. He, how, how, what were his years? Uh, March 4, 1921 to August 2, 1923. Interesting. So two and a half years. Ish. That's fun. Yeah. And the guy to succeed him was Calvin Coolidge. Another Republican. The Republicans had it for a while, right? They had it for a little while, for a few terms. Calvin Coolidge is a guy that libertarians love. Yeah. And I don't I don't know that's all I know. I don't know the particulars of why they love him. But so we should look into him? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> he was one term though, wasn't he? Uh yeah. Yes. He finished no, he finished out. Harding's oh, term. Oh, he was the VP. And that yeah, he was the vice president and then he served a subsequent term. Okay. Having won the election. Right. So and then you've got Hoover. Yep, Herbert Hoover is the next guy, Republican. Yeah. And and then the Republicans like lost it for a minute just because like maybe these guys weren't the worst. But they definitely got blamed for the depression. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, when you I mean, I don't it, it may not have mattered who was in president as far as the depression went. It just things were just bad yeah. globally, not just in America. It yeah. was just a rough time. And then, you know, when you're the the party in power at that point, you're gonna get blamed for a lot of that. And that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. And I think that those those era Republicans were still trying to keep government somewhat small, still trying to you know, just keep it down a little bit, keep the states with a little bit more power. Um, and there were a lot of Republicans there, and they they were definitely trying to keep keep those states in power. The federal government would not uh, taxing as much or, you know, just all that kind of stuff. And then the next guy, Franklin Roosevelt, completely changed modern politics. Yes, he did. And he had, was he the one with the New Deal? Mm-hmm. Yep, he was mm-hmm. the one with the New Deal. He was the first president... Which the New Deal was just all government programs. Right. He was the first president to serve more than two terms. Did he have, like, three and a half? He served, yeah, three and a half, because then he died in office. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, cool guy. Yeah. He did some good things. It just kind of depends on how staunchly you stick to, you know, small government. Because if you do... You hate Roosevelt. Yeah. You know? And interestingly enough, although he was around for the beginning of World War II, entered us into World War II after Pearl Harbor, he did not have the opportunity to finish things off. Because he died. He died. Which brought in Harry S. Truman. And he had to make some stupid hard choices. He was the guy that when Roosevelt died and Truman was going to be president, he wept because he's like, I'm not ready. Yeah. I am not ready for this. Well, and in the middle <laughs> yeah. of a war. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest war in history. Yeah. You know, the war that was the first and only time nuclear bombs have been dropped on another country. And it's this dude, where's he? He was the guy from Missouri, right? Yeah. Like, wasn't he a farmer? I think so. I, I don't know if he was a I don't know what he At was. Some point but he was that guy game. from Missouri. Yeah. Like, very... Midwestern small town guy Mm -hmm. suddenly I mean not suddenly obviously he was in politics for a minute but he goes from 
Missouri to Washington. Big enough jump. Yeah. And then he goes to probably one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful person in the world at that point. Right. With the power to completely reshape the world. Well, see, that's... I think it became pretty clear that he was the most powerful person in the world when we had those uh, those capabilities with the atom bomb and all of that. Yeah. That, that vaulted us into, okay, yeah. America, you know, you don't pick a fight with them. Yeah. And, you know, the... Truman's been criticized greatly for a lot of his decisions that he had to make. I have a lot of respect for the man. Um, I don't know that... I mean, I have no idea how I would have reacted in his situation, but given yeah. the circumstances, the cards that he was dealt, yeah, it's hard to blame him for the decisions that he made. Absolutely. And I can't say that they were the wrong decisions for sure. I mean, was there a better way? Maybe. We don't know. Right. We're here now in the state we are in because of the decisions he made, yeah. for better or worse. Yep. We're not here today, or at least we are greatly different. And it's so easy, though, did. to also read current history back into the time. And yeah. it's a completely different world. This is it only, is. it's only, you know, a little over 50 years ago, but America was so different. And the political pressures back then were so radically different. Yeah. That to say, oh, well, if I was the president, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have dropped the bombs or whatever. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> but so. Roosevelt and Truman usher us into this modern era. Essentially, yeah. Yet they set the stage for what we're right in the middle of right now. Yep. Um, and they are followed by... Dwight D. Eisenhower. I like that dude. He was cool. He was, he was two terms, right? Yes. Because he was pretty popular, and he was just, like, a really strong leader. Like, any history class I've ever taken, he's looked back on very fondly. Yeah. And most of what he did is is held in a very positive light. Yeah. He was a very well-respected man. He was the supreme allied commander in yeah. Europe during World War II. One of the more qualified guys to, oh, yeah. to lead a country. His vice president, interesting, is Richard Nixon. Yeah. Who doesn't become president for another you know, little while later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But he does run, does he not, in the next election and loses to Kennedy? I believe that's correct because Kennedy is that poster child kind of guy. Yeah. He is the first celebrity yeah. president type he person. Is. He takes the mantle from Franklin Pierce who I still hold to up until Kennedy was the most attractive president. And then Kennedy just, like, blows it out of the water, though, because yeah. his hair is not even remotely greasy. Mm -hmm. so Kennedy <laughs> is the guy who... Look at his smile. <laughs> He's so perfect-looking. <laughs> Kennedy had to deal with some pretty tough things in his time as well. He had to deal with the whole Cold War and the Cuban, Cuban missile, missile crisis. crisis. That was a yeah. big deal. And I mean, he almost started World War III. Yeah. That could have happened under Kennedy. Well, the it, it could have happened, but... I mean, maybe he's the reason we didn't have World War Three. For sure. Because all the generals were like, but we got to drop like, the nukes. We got to drop the that nukes. Was the closest, Cuba. Yes, but that was like the closest we came. Yeah, And for it sure. was in that guy's oh, hands. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you know he wasn't just the whole time like, no, we're not going to do it. We're not oh, going to yeah. do it. Otherwise, it wouldn't have lasted that long. Right. The whole crisis, which was like a two, three-week period, it would have been over like that if, you know, yeah, we're not going to drop bombs. But no, he was listening. 
Oh yeah. He was oh, weighing yeah. his options. You <laughs> I don't know how much sleep he got in those two weeks, but none. Yeah. None. And then he got shot and, and he Lyndon got shot B. Johnson. And Lyndon B. Johnson became his the who was the vice president became Yeah. And the he president. was he was a Southern Southern Democrat mm-hmm. who had a little bit more uh pull, especially in those areas with the senators and whatnot than than Kennedy did, because Kennedy was, you know, the kid from up north with all the crazy ideas. Um, Johnson did a lot for civil rights, interestingly mm. enough, uh, signed a lot of legislation in. He did a lot in that, in that area. He did get reelected after serving out the rest of Kennedy's term. So yeah, apparently there was he enough. He seemed like a solid there. guy, more solid than the next guy. The next guy was Richard Nixon, which we all know about this guy. He was, he actually was a crook. He actually was a crook. But here's the crazy thing about Nixon. Yeah. If we never find out about Watergate, he might go down in history as one of the best presidents of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. He, everybody loved this guy. Yeah. This and, and when Even you, politically. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he did was just like, good on you, Richard Nixon. Yeah. And see, here's another crazy thing. Watergate is not a big deal. Like, if you look at what they did, what was stolen, what they were trying to do with it, that's nothing. Like, compared to stuff that politicians today have gotten caught in and still gone on to do things, Watergate was nothing. Yeah. Like, he totally could have waded through that, but it was just one, one of the first, like, I guess, security scandals. And, he, and, you know, being the first one, he couldn't wade through that. Yeah. But, like... It was nothing. If that happened today, something on the same level as the Watergate scandal, it would have been a blip on the radar, and he would have served another yeah. term. Yeah, because he won his second term by a landslide. It wasn't even a close election, yeah. just complete landslide. But then, yeah, he gets impeached, and Gerald Ford— No, he didn't get impeached. Oh, he, he, resigned. Resigned. he resigned before from he got impeached. That's right, yeah, because he would have been impeached had yeah. he not resigned. yeah. Uh, but the next was uh, the guy who finished out his term was Gerald Ford, which I don't really know anything about him except he was the guy that finished out the term. Yeah. And he's got a goofy name. Yeah. Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. But he apparently uh, was not particularly well-liked because he did not get reelected. No, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't going to be well-liked. Look at who he had to oh, follow. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. And then, of course, you know, the Republicans left a, a terrible taste in the mouth of the public, and so they swung the other way. Jimmy with good old Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Real likable guy. Didn't really uh, did do too good as a president. Yeah. I don't think people hated Carter, though. I don't think they hated him. They just kind of acknowledged, like, this was a mistake, right. Jimmy. You weren't quite ready for this. <laughs> You're a nice guy. We're going to go ahead and go another direction. <laughs> Which brings us to one of the most beloved presidents. If you're a Republican. No, seriously, though, even a lot of Democrats have mad respect for Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Uh, it's not true across the board, but no. I, know, I know that there are, everybody wants to be compared to Ronald Reagan. Even de- Democrats want to be compared to to whatever they yeah. find favorable in Ronald Reagan. He wasn't as liked during his presidency as a lot of people say, though. Especially politically. Politically, no, because he, especially in his first term, yeah. he took some hard stances on things that a lot of people did not yeah. like. But you can't deny the results. The dude was successful as all get out. Yeah. You know? And then 
Here's the thing, though. I feel like if you look over the course of history, uh, building up to the time of Reagan, I don't think that there are very many ways. Like, you would have to really mess up. You would have to really mess up to do the 80s wrong. Mm. Like, just because of the way things had built up to that point. And obviously, there was, you know, the Soviet whole deal going on. But, like, everything was pretty well set up for Reagan, you know, economically and politically. It wasn't hard for him to come in and rock it. Yeah. I will say, though, that even he he had a great first term. His second term is kind of spotty. Yeah. I and and part of that might be attributed to his health, his mm-hmm. his uh, was Alzheimer's or dementia or something that was kicking in, something like that. A lot of people think that his wife was actually calling a lot of the shots towards the end of his scary term. because she didn't do anything without consulting her astrologist. Right. Yeah. She was. She's almost like the anti Reagan. Yeah, she was kind of Ronald. Uh, but anyway, and then his VP ran. Yes, George H. W. Bush. I love old H. W. Yeah, he's cool. How do you pronounce his vice president's name? Dan Quayle? I'll say Quayle. Quayle? Quale. Dan Quale. It's not Quale. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he uh, he did not do exactly what Clinton did, and that's what he said he was going to do. So people got mad, and they elected... Bill Clinton. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> he was crazy. He did a lot of terrible things, but he was just a riot. The thing is, though, a lot of people like this guy, too. Oh, everybody liked that guy. And that's... He got impeached, survived, and people still <laughs> like him today. <laughs> the dude's a legend. So... Not a good guy, but a legend. <laughs> and then he was followed somewhat controversially... By George W. Bush, the son of H.W. W. And now we have the Bushes in power. Yes. Um, not a big George Bush fan. I'm not. I'm not particularly either. Yeah, he um, he was very Texas. That is true. <laughs> Which is great for Texas, not so great for the world stage. And I think, like, when we're getting to these these presidents, these are the much more recent presidents, I think this is when we really start to see a strong string of big campaign promises. And nothing. And then <laughs> no doing follow the through. opposite. Or the opposite. That. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going to stop meddling in these wars. You know, we're yeah. going to be pe- peace. Well, there was no war. And then Bush got us into the war. Right. Because, yeah, the Iraq war was totally about what he said it was about. Well, I don't fault Bush for the Iraq war. He was acting on intelligence that he was given, an intelligence community that to that point hadn't been that wrong on anything. Right. So I can't, I mean, was it, in hindsight, we look back on it with 2020 vision and say, okay, there's no yeah. nukes in Iraq. But he, he, he acted on the intelligence that he was yeah. given. I can't fault the man for that. He guided us into a very tricky place the he way guided himself yeah. into a tricky the way place. things were handled after we found out oh s- snap there's nothing here <laughs> uh, yeah you know that was messy that yeah. was really messy but the decision to go in to begin with i mean our iraq having nukes was a bad thing yeah and if we were going to prevent that that seemed like a very positive thing yeah he was just acting on the intelligence. That's the way I see it yeah. and and you know people might say well of course he knew he was just, it was just an excuse well you know that's yeah I, he didn't just want oil or anything. Yeah. But also, he he's a, he didn't, he's a sharp-looking guy. We didn't take guy. oil, though. No, we didn't take oil. But he is a sharp-looking guy. He is a sharp-looking guy. 
getting back to the important things <laughs> yeah. in this discussion. Right. But perhaps not as sharp as the next guy. The next dude is a sharp-looking guy. Whatever you think about his politics. Barack Obama Barack looks Hussein good. Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama is a very sharp individual. Absolutely. Even even once he grayed out, you know, still yeah. looked, still looked great with the gray. He does. Um, yeah. I don't I don't mind Barack Obama. I don't agree with a lot of the policy, but as a president, behaving in a presidential way, and I know so many people say, "Oh, he weakened us on the world stage and blah 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 blah." I was like, yeah, he was the complete opposite of Bush in that right. he didn't go around and, you know, wave the big stick of America around. Except he did drop bombs on Libya practically every day of his presidency. He did. And in fact, we were at war for every single day of his presidency. We were. Which is not true under most other presidents. Yeah. I think that's the first time in a long time that we were at war for the entire... And that's hard to do for eight years, to be at war for yeah. eight years. That's you see why it went gray. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing with President Obama is, you know, a lot of Republicans are going to try to call him the worst president of all time. And I do not it's think that's not true. true. But then a lot of Democrats are going to say, Miller oh, Fillmore. he's one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, re- Democrats are going to say he's one of the best presidents of all time. And I don't think that's true either. No. I think he's somewhere in the middle. He's, he's just solid. And I don't think... He's he's another one of those guys that, you know, his rhetoric was very liberal, progressive rhetoric. But the things that he actually did, when you look at the policy that he signed and the executive orders that he made, he's a very moderate, middle-of-the-road president. Yes. And it's a shame that— I mean, you wonder why very little happened when he had that supermajority. Oh, yeah. Like, the biggest majority of all time. And he kept it pretty— pretty straight and narrow like once that all got turned over relatively quickly and easily i was like i was expecting so much more to happen in those two years oh yeah um and now he he kept it pretty well fine like we're all alive we're all good yeah uh are we gonna talk about the next guy we have to he's the president this is the history of the American... I mean, uh, it's, it's not really fair to call it history at this point because we're living it right now, but the 45th president of the United States won Donald J. Trump. How do you feel about his first two weeks? <sighs> that's about That's about it, yeah. <laughs> it's. It would be so much nicer if we didn't have the punditry that we have because you have a whole bunch of uh, conservatives and Republicans rallying. It's like, oh, this is amazing. Look at all this stuff that he's doing. And it's like, wait a second. He's wielding power that just three weeks ago, we were all up in arms that the previous president was using those same powers. Yeah. Calling he's be- taking it to the next level. All, complaining about executive overreach and doing all this stuff. And also when we get somebody that conservatives think they agree with, Oh no, it's okay. It's like, yeah. Hold a sort a second here. Yeah. And I don't think uh, I, I you know we don't have to talk about a lot of his our executive orders that he's already put into place. But thank goodness. But perhaps the most important thing, what we'll end on, it's the the theme really of the entire podcast at this point. His hair is terrible. His hair is terrible. He's got some of the worst hair in the history of the United States. And his skin is orange. His skin is orange. And you know what? He's he's one of he's he would be in my top five ugliest presidents at this point. And I'm saying that we literally have just looked at every single president. He's up there. 
And that concludes. <laughs> that concludes our terribly uninformed history <laughs> of the United States presidents. Hope you got a kick out of it. Well, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> Steven, <laughs> at Stephen Duncan 96 You can follow me on Instagram, StephenDuncan23. I'm on Facebook. Also, you should definitely like and subscribe and share the podcast yes. if you really like it. You can email the show at da at feeblemusings.com. It's da at feeblemusings.com. Let us know what you think. Let yeah. us know if you have any thoughts, comments, or questions. But anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much our podcast for the day, right? Yeah, we will talk to you another time. All righty. See you later. See ya.